Um, well, you know, also I want to ask, as we were talking about conspiracy theories, what are, what are some conspiracy theories that you, uh, or even calling them that is like kind of delegitimizes them, but like, what are some, uh, what are, what are like some, some, some real theories or whatever that, uh, you've, uh, that you've like been into in the last couple of years, like you said, the last couple of years have really made you like, um, you woke. Well, not not necessarily woke, and, and not woke. Well, okay, yeah. woke is also developed as a weird term. You know, yeah, yeah. like uh-huh. oh, we should cancel people or whatever. Like being woke. Yeah. No, know? I like, mean, just, you know, like the original like 1960s kind of like black community woke type of shit. Yeah. Like the 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 original like OG. The original woke. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think just like the miscommunication of stuff related to the pandemic is just um. I guess just the most, the most like tangible, like, um, you know, I mean, there, I, I generally have like a fundamental deep distrust of like, <laughs> you know, uh, government in general. Like, I mean, there's so, there's so many, like I read Julian Assange's book, which is really good. Oh, no um, shit. Okay. I want to talk about Julian Assange on the pod as well. Julian Assange's book so is good. Is, um, also good Edward Snowden's book is really, really good. Edward Snowden's book is very interesting. Okay. Um, so you're into this, you're into this kind of shit. Yeah. 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 And it's not, it's not necessarily just like conspiracy. It's more like whistleblowing, but then the scary thing is that like you whistleblow and it's just like yelling into a empty cave, like nothing like what what's really coming of it you know like what's what's really happened you know like edward snowden showed us so many um so many things or so many truths i guess but also no no one cares everyone's like oh i love posting like little squares on the ground you know like including myself i'm like oh tiktok's fun well, you know, like the NSA shit, they were, they were calling the NSA shit, like conspiracy theory shit for a long time. People were talking about mm-hmm. that, like people knew that the NSA shit was going on before it was finally leaked and like proven for a fact, you know, people were talking about it and they were calling it like conspiracy theory shit. Like, yo, do you have anything you want to say before we get in? Do it. Yeah. Um, I, I like how it, like... Any, any slurs you want to get off or whatever <laughs> before <laughs> we get on record. <laughs> Just let them all out Any now offensive, uh, yeah. <laughs> any cancelable offenses. Okay, well, uh, so what's up? Um, Not much. I've just been... I've had a lot of university stuff to take care of this week, and... Um, you know, it is what it is. Um, okay, do I sound good? Do I sound like too loud or something? Or too quiet? No, okay, okay, good. cool. On your end, yeah. By the way, um, I'm not drinking like piss out of a jar. <laughs> <laughs> I know it looks really gross, but um it's actually just like it does uh, look like piss. It's tea. I didn't have any clean cups, so um maybe I should do video no, actually no. Um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, sometimes will do, like, video yeah. for, like, the, uh, the patrons that are, like, a higher up, the higher up patrons, oh, like, right, right. have the video version available, but, right. um, 
sometimes, you know, or it's like, fuck it, let's just do audio because it's easier. Um, so you have like 40,000 followers on Instagram. I think it's less than that, but yeah, something, something in that ballpark. How did you, how did you, uh, how did you get that? You have 37. Um, okay. Almost 38. Um, I think um, probably most people know me from, um, my work at Stone Star Records or they've seen my work at Boiler Room, um, or they just listen to my record. I think most is just, um, from when Cult Survivor came out. I think that was the time when I like noticed a significant I think, change in amount of people that followed me. Is that like your your debut album? Yeah, it is. I, I curated a compilation for Stone Star Records like um, five years ago, but um, it, it didn't, it, yeah, I mean like it, you know, it wasn't like an album. It was, it, it really was to promote other artists that I wanted to bring to the label. And, um, you know, I wanted to showcase them. And I actually, uh, I was just in touch with um, Peanut Butter Wolf, the founder of Stone Star Records. And he was like, when's, when's part two coming? So, you know, I, I think it could be interesting to, to follow up on that. It, it was a two LP. So we did two records, which was fun. So how did we like find each other in this like weird internet situation? Uh, um, how did, how uh, does so how does how does like such a such a famous singer like you <laughs> find, find our way on the Cool Gang podcast? I really um, um I think it was through Alex Beans Beanstalk. Am oh, I shout out? Beans? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I uh, I don't even remember how I, I, I think I've been following for a while-ish. I think like maybe a couple of, I don't, I don't even remember, you know, like I see, I, I, I'm not very like discriminate with who I follow most of the time because um, I just kind of enjoy breaking out of just seeing, you know, like my friends getting wasted or whatever people like to post. Um, and I, I think I, I found his page because he posted like a funny meme or something like, and then, you know. Yeah, it's usually how it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I always think that's interesting how people find each other on this internet space because there's like millions of people, you know, yeah. connected to this like, um, yeah. this matrix fucking thing. And... <laughs> Yeah, there's a really good meme for that, actually. It was like, well, so how do you guys know each other? And the answer was like, we go to the same social media. <laughs> oh, yeah, kind of like going to the same school or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, me and my friend, uh, me and my boy Matthew talked about that before. You might know him. Do you know Matthew Siskin or like Matthew Daniel Siskin? No. Yeah, I think you guys are like, I would think that you guys are in kind of like close proximity. You guys are both like, kind of like involved with this like subcultural little instagram thing i think and he's also like into music oh cool so you guys probably have a lot of mutual friends or whatever um he's had alex beinstock on his podcast as well i think beinstock. okay that's how you pronounce it i legitimately you know i have no it. idea i think it's beanstock i fucking am jack jack and the beanstock type deal i you know yeah i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> i'm i'm kind of retarded i always mispronounce things um 
but I think it's Beanstalk. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Um, so yeah, you found us through Beanstalk. Um, what? How would you describe this kind of like little cultural thing with like Beanstalk and and everybody? Like, um, this like meme memosphere. I I think it's interesting. I because. I, I wouldn't really be able, I think it's hard to describe, like I'm maybe not the best person to quantify it, but um, it's interesting to me because it like transpires over like, you know, I mean, all, all three of us, for example, live in different cities or like you have maybe personal contact to him, but like I don't necessarily and maybe through like mutual friends, there's some type of overlap, but um, I think that's like the nice power of the internet that like if something tends to resonate with you. It doesn't necessarily matter where you are geographically. Um, mm -hmm. There's like, there's this kind of good explanation for it in like this book that Douglas, this is also a name I always mispronounce. I don't know if it's Douglas Copeland or Douglas Cutland, but he wrote, he wrote this book with, he's one of my favorite authors and he wrote this book with Hans Ulrich Obrist. Um, and in it, he said that like generations ago, you know, people, used to have like movements and like subcultures and countercultures that turned into like revolutions and like the proximity to these like cultural movements would get shorter and shorter until now he says there's no real like you know nothing nothing spreads anymore in terms of like a real movement it's all just like memes and I think that's interesting because um yeah stuff like that really does have the power to a i don't know this sounds lame but like connect people or um really resonate with people on such a basic intrinsic level you know like there's not i mean there's so much depth in it potentially but there also doesn't necessarily have to be so you know at the end of the day it's like an image that, that maybe you know connects people or like you know there's a sentiment that gets shared that everybody can understand or relate to yeah, I get, it's just crazy because, like, there's, like, millions of people and, you know, you just, like, s still people end up finding people that are, like, similar to them or, like, both interested in the same kind of shit. Um, and it's, like, yeah, I mean, I think it's just kind of crazy, like, uh, like, the... Uh, I think it's like, yeah, the Matrix is really something that comes to mind. Fucking, yeah. like, one day we're all just gonna, like, wake up, and all this, <laughs> like, internet shit is, like, all fake. But, you know, I was gonna ask, did you, like, is your is your career, like, your music career, is it, how much is it, like, like really internet-based? Like, um, you know, I guess almost all music, people find it through the internet now. Yeah, so, I don't know. I mean, like, the, my, my career really started with, like, music and internet, like, um, you know, I was, I was, like, 19 when, when, like, Boiler Room really took off, and we were really doing that, um, and I, I used to, like, run, I don't, I mean, like, I don't know how much, like, public knowledge or, like, how much, like, backstory on, on me people know, but, um, I, when I was 19, I used to intern at the record label that I, I now release music on, and um, simultaneously to that, I would curate and um, program and run the division of Boiler Room, like an online music streaming platform, boilerroom.tv um, in Los Angeles. And that was, and it was really fun because I could put on, you know, my friends who were 
you know, mostly unknown musicians at the time. And um, the, the interesting thing was that, it, like, from day one, it was very much like they were very much hand in hand, like music and the internet, um, because it like allowed people in a different city to keyhole into what's happening in this part of the world. And like, um, I think, I think that's just how it's been. You know, I never had like a large record label to like do a big radio campaign or with or whatever. So I think any, um, any people that know me from back then definitely knew me from the internet. Um, cause they'd see like live streams with me on Twitch or whatever. Um, and people that know me now through music also most of the time have found me through the internet because my record came out in 2020 and it's it was like peak COVID. It was in June 2020 and there was no way I was able to play any of my tours that were like planned. So the only way that people know me isn't from like a live show. It's just mostly I think from people sharing the music online. So it is very internet based, is what you're saying. I guess, yeah. Well, yeah, because they don't make sense, like with the COVID shit. Yeah, like people yeah. aren't able to go to live shows. Well, I don't know how, how, like back in the day, like you would really only find people through going to like live shows and shit. Like yeah. how much is that a thing still today? Like do people still find people through that? Or I think like now, like, Oh, no. are, people are like almost probably only finding shit through the internet i think yeah i think i think also just from a sense that like i don't think promoters put on shows with completely unknown people anymore right like mm. everybody has to have some semblance of a following in order to be granted the opportunity to play a live show at a venue so that like grassroots thing of like going to a cool venue where you knew you were going to see like an artist you've never heard of before maybe I, I don't know to what extent that still exists, right? Because, like, the model is set up for, like, these concert venues or whatever, or even if it's, like, a dive bar, it's all set up for people that run it to make money and have a return on investment. So how are they going to do that if it's, like, just unknown acts? There's no, I think there's no, like, culturally, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, because I, I don't live in the U.S. anymore, and so I don't have, like, a good overview. But, like, there's, there's barely, I guess, there's no equivalent to like what I think Danceteria was like, or like a Studio 54. There, there's no like place where you can go and it doesn't matter who it is because it, you follow like the instincts and the curation that the place has, right? Like you don't, you go somewhere to see an artist that you know, you go somewhere to um, go to a musician's concert um, that you're familiar with. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, I don't really know much about music, actually. So, and I think you're like our first musician guest as well, oh. which is really cool. And it will, we were going to have on this rapper, uh, like her name's Baby Sosa, I think. And oh. uh, she's she's pretty cool. We have like a lot of mutual friends with her. Um, but yeah, we want to have on like more rappers and shit, musicians and shit. But uh, this is your first podcast as well, That's right? This is also your first. Exactly. Yeah. that's well yeah i think maybe you know through this you might come on more podcasts have, i mean have you been wanting to come on a podcast actually wait i i i messed up i mean i was on the pod like last oh year. okay 
Yeah. Well, yes. how could you forget about them, Dale? Because <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, I did it together with um, I did it together with um, a yeah, friend of mine, um, and my ex-husband. So. Oh, okay. So that that's why. It just yeah, I guess they're involved. They're they're real yeah. involved with each other. Yeah. Um, I kind of know about that that little film scene or whatever. Wait. So so you got kicked out of the anti woke film festival what is that yeah i was thinking if i even wanted to talk about that (laughs) because i don't even want to like i don't even want to like give them any clout i don't even want to like give them what that you know like fuck it you know but i don't know maybe i should just because it's funny you know like and uh you know it's just funny i don't know (laughs) yeah you can totally cut you know that is fucking funny um (laughs) i used to like cut out Anytime someone mentioned that on my pod because they they unfollowed me a while ago, oh. and then and then whenever it was cool for everybody to follow me again, they they followed me back. But uh, when there was like a little yeah, time where like that, it was like, like popular to unfollow me, <laughs> they were they were on that wave. Um, do you do you like notice so, stuff it's like so that? fucking because... gay? No, okay, yeah. go ahead. Do you tend to notice stuff like that? Like I I don't I mean. I don't know. I, don't I think know. I, I, mean, I think somebody told me. Unhappy. I think somebody told me. They're okay. like, "Yo, okay. yeah," because uh, like other people keep up with it. Right, right. And right, it's right. like, "Oh, well, fuck them." Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. But then they they're followed me back. They're cool. Fuck it. Yeah, they're very nice guys or, or girls. I don't know. Or they them's. They them's. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody in that scene's kind of like a they them. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were they them's. Yeah, the the anonymity it gives it gives them a certain androgynous quality that we love and adore. Yeah, um, let's talk about uh that show Euphoria. Yeah, I said we talked about that. Just, I was so excited uh, to have episode three. Um, yeah, didn't it just come out last night? Yeah. So it's really cool for me because I wake up in the morning and like. My whole Monday is so great because I'm like, I'm like, it doesn't matter that I have two exams today. I get to watch Euphoria. Look, I even, I even did like a little. Oh man, you can't see it. But I did like <laughs> yes, little, Euphoria oh, eyeshadow going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, and you know, it's funny because I, it was a show that I like didn't watch right when it came out. Yeah, like, me oh, either. Me either. And I was kind of like, um you know, like, out of principle, I was like, you know what, I am, I'm gonna, like, not watch it out of principle. Yeah, same. Fuck it. And then, I think, sometime in the summer, I decided to watch it, and I was like, oh, this is, like, really good. I, I mean, like, for what it is, I really enjoyed it, and this new season has been amazing, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, it's only, like, three episodes, so... Yeah, really um, good. But you, you liked it. I did. I'm so in love with um, Faye. Which one is which one are they? Faye is played by Chloe Cherry. She's um, she's that guy's girlfriend. She's the girl in the first episode who didn't know it was New Year's Eve. The oh my god, is that the girl that was shooting up dope in the fucking car? Yeah. That's what I was like, oh shit, like they really I don't know, because it's like okay, well here's the well, okay, my take on it is that like they there's a there's a fucking conspiracy going on where 
they are being paid by the pharmaceutical companies to promote like pills and yeah. and like drugs and shit like promote like fucking doing the opioid crisis or whatever like, and also, okay. also the fucking transgender shit and like the hormone blockers that's also pharmaceutical mm-hmm. companies make yeah. money off of that so i'm i cannot help but be conspiratorial and be like okay this fucking whole show is being paid by pharmaceutical companies to push hormone blockers and opioids right i mean they did and make Adderall. it really tasty when um when rue licked that scent patch i was like oh this looks like i don't know they, they did make that look very appealing and i'm like hmm. <laughs> you want to <laughs> try it look like fat. a fruit roll up or something you know like yeah um I was really, I was really not thinking that they were gonna like show people shooting up. That was like, yeah, interesting. Um, it, has, it has kind of like a blood in, blood out quality, though. You know, have you seen that movie? No. In like the the, yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. It's like um. Let me look this up. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's, it's also like a, yeah, it's a big heroin movie. Oh, okay. Um, that sounds yeah. like that sounds like that. Like <laughs> like you pull the blood in, blood out. Okay. I mean it's also like a yeah. Oh interesting. Oh, yeah, is this I, like some LA shit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um, a I don't I'm not really sure. Yeah. Like I'm more I'm I'm more um I know more about like the dope scene in like New York fucking but yeah there's like a real dope fucking uh cultural shit in LA too I guess yeah yeah I mean I mean it exists in Vienna except like people legitimize their 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 dope use because they smoke it they don't shoot it up and I'm like I don't know if that that's not the real that's not real shit (laughs) no I'm like that doesn't make it that doesn't make it better, you know, just because you're like snorting it or like smoking it doesn't well, make it. You know, there was a huge better. push for have people start smoking it because of like HIV and shit. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that that is a difference. Um, like but people. It smells like, disgusting. I'm just like, damn, can't you just, I mean, at least shooting up doesn't smell. Oh, gross. Yeah. Fucking. Um, like- what do they have like powder out there? Or they have like tar out there. I I have never done heroin, so I don't really know the details of, you know, what they have. What I've seen is powder. I haven't really seen any tar. Yeah, uh, I would think they have powder out there. That's yeah. more like the tar shit is more like a West yeah. Coast, like yeah. Mexican type really, shit. I think, well, most drugs that come, that are in, that are in Austria, they're, they're coming in from Amsterdam. I think any drugs that are in the, like, Eastern part of Europe are going to be coming in from Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Yeah, what is that? I've heard that in Amsterdam you can get caught with like heroin or all different kinds of hard drugs and it's like they'll let you go. Like you can have them for recreational purposes. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not familiar. I mean like when I was a teenager, it used to be like a cool thing to go to Am- like this is just what I what I knew. Like it was cool to go to Amsterdam because it's legal to smoke weed there. It was like the only place in Europe that legalized smoking marijuana. So like when we were like 16, 17, um interesting we go in the summer to like you know smoke like insane weed whatever um yeah i'm yeah. always going to go to amsterdam i don't i don't 
know if it's really that, like, I, I mean, like, I stopped smoking a long time ago, but, um, like, five years ago, but, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's, like, still, I don't know if it's, like, still fun for that purpose, because I think it's, it got very touristy very fast. Oh, so. yeah, that makes sense. But who knows? I mean, listen, I'm not the authority on this. I haven't been there in a very long time. Okay, I've seen this. I've seen shit about this blood in, blood out movie. Um, Cause it's like like essays type shit. Like a lot of Mexicans are into this kind of shit. I didn't know it was about heroin. I mean, the title. Not- the title kind of makes yeah, sense, though. I think it's going to say that it's about heroin, but like there's heavy, heavy drug use. And um, I, I'm not going to like spoil it, but like someone very close to a main character has a drug problem, and it's like big part of the movie um okay, so it's not, I, I mean like i you know I, if somebody asked me to describe it i wouldn't say it's a heroin movie which is literally just what i did like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah that's that's what i thought of but yeah wait back to so where did you hear this what is um or like you know also my other question if euphoria is hbo's um you know advertisement um to you know make drugs look appealing then what is hbo's succession who's the lobby behind that uh i don't know like wall street, wall street? Like, oh, yeah. i don't fucking know I, I haven't really watched succession that much but it's like about it's supposed to be about like rich people or whatever i mean it yeah they're all very wealthy they're all like loaded but it's 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 really good i enjoyed it like euphoria and succession i think were the two new tv shows that i watched and actually yeah hbo is kicking ass holy shit um well i mean so think about how much money okay have you ever if you've looked up how much it costs like the fucking uh the hormone therapy or whatever for like trans people it's like a lot of fucking money and you know with when when i'm looking at like cultural shit and like political shit i'm always like follow the money that is always gonna take you to the to the truth of things and i'm like you know i'm thinking about how much money these fucking pharmaceutical companies are making off of like young people you know getting into like you know drugs or or hormone therapy shit and it's like I don't know what 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 do, what do you think? Do you think that that's that's crazy, or do you think there might be some fucking you know conspiratorial shit going on? Um, I generally like if anything, these like past two years have taught me is that like so much stuff isn't crazy. Like I'm I know like, yeah right. I'm generally like a devil's advocate anyway, so I'm like you know what? I think it's good to just. Anything, any like alternative explanation to reality interests me fundamentally. Um, And a lot of stuff often, you know, like even the term conspiracy theory was, um, was invented to, you know, make people sound like crazy. Yes, exactly. Have you read about that? I have actually, yeah. They like the CIA was like, we're like, oh, we're going to start calling shit conspiracy theories to like, to like disprove them or like dislegitimize, like make them illegitimate or whatever. I mean, in general, like that, that stuff is so like, you know, on, on the same like note, you know, like with climate change, people are like, well, you know, it's up to like 
the individual to go green and like eat vegan, reduce their carbon footprint. And like, you know, that even that term, like carbon footprint is something you hear growing up all the time. You're like, oh God, like I shouldn't, I shouldn't be like flying every, like my carbon footprint is so huge. Or like this banana was wrapped in plastic and like carbon footprint is a term invented by the advertising agency, Ogilvy and Mather. Uh, yeah. After like a big oil spill in the nineties or some shit. So like, I don't know. I'm, whereas I'm not going to, as that reason, say that, okay, you know, euphoria is being funded by a pharmaceutical company. I'm also like, I'm almost positive that they are. (laughs) I'm like, not no. Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) There's a little. Oh yeah. No, it looks good. They're, you know, it's crazy. There's also like, think about the makeup industry, how much they have funded euphoria, like fucking uh, all the makeup tutorials on how to do like, the eyeshadow or whatever like that that is probably also a huge fucking like a uh, money scheme going on did you hear about mark cuban opening his own online pharmacy like while we're in the topic of pharmaceuticals no i didn't okay so mark Tell me cuban, more about it. this is crazy i'm going to send you a link to this because this was something that like this is an this is something I read like two days ago, but it really ties into like you talking about. I would have never have an opportunity to discuss this with anybody because people are like people that I know are like not interested in this kind of stuff. And um, and, like you know, I, what? I am pretty interested in this kind of shit. Like the pharmaceutical <laughs> companies are like really fucking like gnarly. Oh, yeah, so, so he started his own online pharmacy um, with like this is not an advertisement. Mark Cuban is not paying me in any way, right? Um. I didn't even really know who he was. Like, I guess he owns the Dallas Mavericks and like hosts Shark Tank, which I watched on and off, like, you know, here and there. Yeah, he opened like a pharmacy that only has a 15% markup. So it's like at cost plus 15%. Um, And he like basically spent, has spent the past few years creating a pharmaceutical wholesaler because he thinks the way pharmaceuticals are priced in the US, like incredibly unfair. And like, I mean, it is really true. Like I just you know like in austria the healthcare system is really good and um i it's probably still way better than in america though it's really good here yeah i pay virtually nothing for my medication oh no shit yeah 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 it's really good i mean taxes are high here but like you don't mind paying them because you have great public transportation you have like drinking water that comes from like the alps like it's you know the quality of living here is just better anyway um yeah, Mark Cuban opened his own online. I just don't really know how it works. Like, isn't that weird? Um, I don't know. Are you do you are you suspicious? Are you sus of this? Or you think it's kind of sus, or do you or do you think? No, it's, I, I actually it's probably think good. Like, I think it's good, but I also think it's crazy that like America is a country where it needs like oligarchs to like. Oh uh, yeah. To like they, come they, in and save the country. Like, and, yeah. Well, think about it. think about like I was just thinking, talking about this with my friend. Like, why are so many superheroes like 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 rich entrepreneur type people? Like Iron Man, he's yeah. supposed to be like a rich guy. Like Batman is also this like rich, like entrepreneur, like a uh, philanthropist type guy. And it's like because it's like they're 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 putting in this this kind of ideology of like, uh oh, you know the like politicians aren't supposed to come together and figure this shit out like with the state yeah. uh, like problems are supposed to be solved by like individual philanthropists like capitalists or whatever yeah. um like those are the people that are supposed to save the day yeah um 
Well, you know, also I want to ask, we were talking about conspiracy theories. What are, what are some conspiracy theories that you, uh, or even calling them that is like kind of delegitimize them, but like, what are some, uh, what are, what are like some, some, some real theories or whatever that, uh, you've, uh, that you've like been into in the last couple of years. Like you said, the last couple of years have really made you like, uh, you woke. Well, not, not necessarily woke. And, and not woke. Well, okay. Yeah. Woke is also developed as a weird term, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, uh-huh. we should cancel people or whatever, like being woke. Yeah. No, I mean, just, you know, like the original, like 1960s kind of like black community woke type of shit. Yeah. Like the, the, the original, like OG. The you know, original woke. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think just like the miscommunication of stuff related to the pandemic is just, um, I guess just the most, the most like tangible, like, um, you know, I mean, there, I, I generally have like a fundamental deep distrust of like, <laughs> you know, uh, government in general. Like, I mean, there's so, there's so many, like I read Julian Assange's book, which is really good. Oh, no um, shit. Okay, I want to talk about Julian Assange on the pod as well. Julian Assange's book so is good. Will, um, also, good Edward Snowden's yeah. book is really, really good. Edward Snowden's book is very interesting. Okay, um, so you're into this. You're into this kind of shit. Yeah. 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 And it's not. It's not necessarily just like conspiracy. It's more like whistleblowing. But then the scary thing is that like you whistleblow, and it's just like yelling into a empty cave, like nothing like what what's really coming of it you know like what's what's really happened you know like edward snowden showed us so many um so many things or so many truths i guess but also no no one cares everyone's like oh i love posting like little squares on the ground you know like including myself i'm like oh tiktok's fun well, you know, like the NSA shit, they were, they were calling the NSA shit, like conspiracy theory shit for a long time. People were talking about that, like people knew that the NSA shit was going on before it was finally leaked and like proven for a fact, you know, people were talking about it and they were calling it like conspiracy theory shit. Yeah, I just had to get um, a little bit of water with thirsty. Oh no! Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. What's, what's, uh, back to Euphoria. Aside from conspiracy theories, okay. I'm like, do you okay. like we'll the How are you to... feeling about the character development? <laughs> what? The character development? Yeah. Do you feel like any character development is happening with Rue? It's just like, oh, cool. She's continuing. She's back on drugs. Yeah. Um, uh. I mean to Ali. That really hurt. What 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 do you say? You know when she came to the a the, the NA meeting with the oh yeah and she was like she, what, what what okay what did he like beat his daughter or some shit I I, I think I think so is that what the like, deal is like because she like said something about that like well what are you gonna hit me or some shit yeah yeah, yeah. That's, what it, that's what it seems like yeah um yeah opioid addiction it can like make you mean to people i guess sometimes um uh he was being a little kind of like he's like grabbing her bag and shit you know like that was a little like whoa like back off 
I don't know, like <laughs> you don't don't grab the drug suitcase. You yeah, me. yeah, yeah. That was especially like me. Like when I seen him grabbing the suitcase, I was like, whoa. Oh, no. Watch out. <laughs> Do not fuck with the fucking, don't fuck with the drug. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, like, that's what I was saying. I don't know. He was being, like, kind of grabby with the suitcase and shit. I don't know. I mean, like, was it that mean of her to say that? I mean, I guess so. Like, he was just trying to, to like, talk to her, I guess. And she was, like, being kind of mean or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? I I think he was just worried about her. I mean, she's clearly using again. He, like, doesn't. Also, this is a general question. Like, if you're an NA and, like, she's, I mean, she's underage, right? So, like, he's her sponsor. Shouldn't he, do, wouldn't he have permission to, like, contact her? Like, how oblivious is her mom? Sorry, I have, like, an incapability of finishing a thought on this episode. But, like, how how oblivious is her mom? Like, at, on, at the I end. I have no idea. Live with her, like what? I mean, I mean, I know it's a TV show. Like, it makes it kind of camp and cool. You know, she lives in like this bubble where her mom doesn't know what's going on, and like, um. But yeah, I guess her mom knew she was in rehab, like for the first season and shit. But I, it's so funny, like when I think about the Ali character, like if you've if you've been like young and like dealing with drugs and shit, like there's always these kind of characters in your life that. <laughs> Or like trying to trying to like act like they're helping you or whatever but it's totally just like they're totally it totally is like a self-satisfying thing for them you know it's like they're trying to say that they're trying to help you i don't know i've had like these kind of characters in my life like these and older especially guys like they're usually like recovering addicts and they're like if, yeah you know, they're like ex-drug addicts or whatever and they're just like i'm trying to help you bro yeah. You know, like, you remind me of myself. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I've dealt with these kind of characters growing up. Like, but, um, damn. Uh, damn, that reminds me of a whole bunch of shit. But, yeah, like, I don't know. Have you kind of had, like, these kind of characters in your life? Um, less, less like Ali, but, but, you know, similar. Not like any, you know, I think I would technically like benefit i've never been in any like na type show the meetings I think, I think nah, I like i've it. never done Everyone. that i've never gotten that heavy in the fucking yeah i mean like this but this is also the thing like i think Maybe i need to holy shit yeah yeah this is like this is like my big my big point i'm like to what extent like just because you have like a fully functioning life like doesn't necessarily like legitimize your vulnerability to um to doing drugs so um especially like i i don't know you know I, I was talking to a friend recently a friend who lives in london and he was like oh you know it's so cool that you like live in a non-new york or la because like i bet that's just so much better for like not doing drugs and i was like are you kidding like as if any capital city in europe in eastern europe isn't full of people doing drugs like delusional we'll do drugs other. all over the fucking world There's drugs all over that's the world that's the one thing that we have yeah. universally like yeah. everywhere. and i'm like what kind of a you know he's like oh you must be doing so well you know like living in a non-new york and i'm like what the fuck kind of a comment is that like like drugs are everywhere like i don't know um and so i yeah i think it i think it's really hard to 
I think it's really hard to like operate in a world um, where you're susceptible um, to drug use or like you're um, exposed to a lot of drug use and abstain from drug use. That's very difficult. Um, so yeah, I mean, the thing is like the Ali's in my life are, um, yeah, they're not, they're not really, I don't, I don't really have any, I don't really have, I don't really know of any that are like recovered. Like I know people like him, but they still do drugs. Yeah. And no, there's this huge fucking thing with like guys that I, <laughs> I also know a bunch of dudes that are like on this kind of like, um, there was even like this kind of like thing where they, I don't know if it was like an organization, but there was a bunch of these t-shirts that say like fuck heroin on them and shit and like hats and a whole bunch of different shit. I like, really like that Brad Phillips t-shirt that says, um, congratulations, congratulations to drugs for winning the war on drugs. Yeah. Like with like, uh, legalization and shit, they've kind of won, I guess. Yeah. 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 That is a good, that is a good little no, but yeah, like what I was saying, like they're they're these guys that are like they wear those shirts or whatever, but they uh-huh. still do dope. You know what I mean? Oh. But they they still go around acting like they're better than everyone because they don't tell anyone that they've relapsed. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But they're still on this kind of like on this tip of like, oh yeah, I'm like a recovering drug addict and I help people or whatever. Yeah. But then again, they'll still go and like relapse. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, drugs will do that to you. It's not like a noble, you know, it's not really like a noble thing. Like, it's so, it's so like cookie cutter. Like, I watched the DJ AM documentary like what, this what, summer, what, what, I think. What? DJ AM, do you remember him? Okay, so like no. when I was, when I was really young, I used to look at like the cobra snake pictures because I was like, oh, you know, this is so cool. I had a cousin that lived in LA and he would go to Cinespace. He was older and I was like, oh wow, like this is so cool. Like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like having this weird like revival now. Like I'm reading the words indie sleaze way too much. And like um but you know like one of those key figures from that time where where um he he was was DJ AM. Like he was he he would DJ I think at Cinespace at like the high I mean he also had a Vegas residency and like some truly crazy shit. Like he was making a lot of money, but he was also the first DJ to really um make that much money. Like he kind of paved the way for like these super DJs like Avicii or like um I don't know like David Guetta or whatever. Like these hyper like overpaid figures or whatever because previously like DJing was like a very hip-hop street thing or in a club the DJ wasn't the focal point he was kind of in the background um I mean like maybe the the part to that was like the New York scene with like Larry LeVan and so on but they weren't at that time when like Studio 54 Danzateria was happening they weren't making the levels of money per hour that like DJ AM was making. And the documentary is really interesting because you have all these very established DJs in it that are older than DJ AM talking about how he kind of like paved the way for that level of like um, idolatry to exist for the profession of DJing, like that level of um, just like fame, you know, I think wasn't really a thing for just a DJ back then. Uh, anyway, yeah, you know, he had like a massive drug problem, but the, the, the really sad thing about the documentary is that it really, I mean, not sad about the documentary, but like, it's sad. Um, 
that his drug use was so like cookie cutter. Like the documentary really says like, you know, it's just so tragic because like drugs will do that to anybody. Like addiction just is kind of, this. there's nothing like clever about addiction. Like no one's, it's very, indis- it doesn't discriminate basically, you know? Um, what, so they, they're saying it's like cookie cutter as in like, oh, this ha- like every time someone gets into drugs, the same kind of shit goes down. They all have like the same story. You know, like clean for a few years and then like traumatic event happens, you know, because um, he had this big plane crash, right? I don't know if you know this, but he had like this big plane crash with Travis Barker. So it was him and Travis Barker, actually the only two survivors that made it out of this plane crash, out of this wreck. And they had burns, like mass and like third degree burns all over their body. It was like unclear if he could walk. And basically he got right back into working very soon thereafter. And obviously he was on a lot of pain meds and a lot of opioids. And this was when he was already, this was after he was so, they gave him a payment as an opioids just to deal with like his third degree burns. So that was like the gateway drug. Those pharmaceuticals were kind of like the gateway yeah, drug. Yeah, that really does it for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, have you ever been into opioids at all or like done opioids at all? Um, weirdly enough, it's like the one drug. Oh I've shit, done. we're both eating an apple. Did you hear me eating an apple? <laughs> I did. My I bad. Fuck it. I I, tried, I, muted, I muted myself. I muted myself because I didn't like. But fuck it. I'd be like pissing. I'd be like pissing on the on the podcast and shit, and people like hear <laughs> pissing in the background. They like it though. I've wanted to eat. Yeah, it's good. It's it's like a good soundscape. I think it like normal. It humanizes the pod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I've been wanting to. Like eat they're here with day. us. Like they're here with us. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. <laughs> Um, no, to answer your question about opioids, um, I never really got into them for like a number of reasons. Um, I like having a really healthy, um, working, you know, um, bowel system or whatever. And like opioids make you notoriously constipated, something that I just don't like. That's just like the worst thing for me. Like I could never, oh, I think just God, so for yeah. that reason, yeah. I could never develop an opioid addiction. Like I, you know, I, drink, coke, whatever. I, there's, there's stuff that I've done, but, like, also, I've... So you gotta, you just gotta be on a bunch of stool softeners, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, mm. fuck that, yeah. And, I don't know, like, I, I've also... I've had, like, my friends tell me about them being, like, really constipated, and my mm. friend... <laughs> I don't even know My friend said he had to, like, pull a turd out of his ass. Yeah. And... See, this is the kind of stories I would hear. This is the kind of stories I would hear. And I'd be like, Ew, uh, this is like bro. This, this doesn't sound like a fun drug. Like, I'm no. not going to- Well, I mean, that's the thing is it's like the poppy plant. We've been doing poppy like opium for thousands of fucking years yeah. since like the ancient Greeks and shit. It's like helped yeah. people with like philosophy. And it's yeah. actually, if you look into it, it's like it's like one of the most foundational drugs of like human philo- human history with like philosophy mm-hmm. and all these great things, all these great writers that were some of the most influential people in the world also like smoked opium and shit, you know, and that's really helped them like be like great writers and all and like all some of the greatest writers in the world are like heroin. How can they stand the smell though? It also smells gross, much like heroin. It smells 
Like someone's burning plastic. Well, I think opium and heroin, they're like the same thing. Opium, yeah. opium, there's like opium and then you turn it into morphine and then heroin and it is diethylmorphine, uh, which is just like a more refined version of the opium plant. But that's the thing is um, the ancient Greeks, they they had like these different names for opium and like uh, like uh, some of the names were like similar to like uh, – like uh, like beautiful like amazing you know one of the one of the best things in the world and then they also referred to it as like words that were similar to like horrible like death and like and like okay. fucking misery you know what i mean because of the the withdrawals okay. and everything right that's yeah. the thing is like it's like life like you can just never have something so kick-ass and so fun yeah. to do and that feels so good that doesn't have any consequences you know what yeah I mean? like there's, Sex is so fun and so cool, but it also destroys people's lives. <clears throat> you can get fucking HIV. You can, you know, some people go crazy over sex. You know, like if uh, if you meet like a hot girl and you're like fucking this hot girl and then like she breaks your heart. And then it's like before you had sex with her, you don't really care. But like sex after you have sex with okay, her, right, you start, right. yeah, you start really getting in love. And then like, you know, fucking she like breaks up with you or whatever. And then it's like the withdrawal of like not having that person is like horrible you know love is such like a two-way two-sided thing same thing with fucking dope it's like it can yeah. be amazing it's like one of the best drugs in the world but it also has okay. some some of the worst consequences like fucking yeah. withdrawal or fucking being constipated i mean all dr- i mean all drugs have con- like all drugs have have, have have consequences right some, some yeah, but that. opioid withdrawal is like yeah, opioids is the worst. Huh? It's well, opioid it, withdrawal is fucking gnarly. Isn't like fentanyl the number one killer for people between the ages of eighteen and twenty? Just recently, supposedly, yeah, yeah, just recently. Um, I think China is like pushing this shit and like weaken the country because actually the British used to do that to the China to the Chinese two hundred years ago. They I would, think uh, the vent is in all the Chinatown ketamine at the moment. Chinatown ketamine? Mm-hmm. It's not ketamine anymore. It's just men. There's been so many overdoses, and apparently everyone that's selling cut in Chinatown actually isn't selling cut. They're selling they're selling fent. Okay, sorry. What did you say? Sorry. I was like, mm-hmm. fucking someone's calling in. No, it's all good. Apparently, um, all the all the ketamine the people used to be that they bought from from dealers is now is now just fentanyl and that's why we're done ketamine people like yeah people are i mean they're not buying fentanyl thinking it's fentanyl they're they're or they're they're buying lots of other stuff and then it's either lace or it's just pure fentanyl so there's the the deaths have been going up like crazy whoa well yeah ketamine is like I can tell the difference between like opioids, like a real opioid, and like ketamine. Um, ketamine is really interesting, actually. I, I never, I never tried ketamine until I went to New York. Um, have you ever done ketamine? Yeah. You have. Mm-hmm. What did you think of it? Mm, fun. Mm, fun. Fun. I mean, like all, like all drugs, I've principally found them to be fun, but after a certain point after a certain amount of times there's not really anything new that you're getting from doing drugs right um becomes very repetitive so um i think just fundamentally there's going to be something that 
that ultimately always like stops me from continuing to like want to do drugs mm. because it just there's there's no mm, yeah it's just it just gets repetitive after a while doesn't it like there's nothing there's no new experience yeah ketamine was pretty boring to me actually you know and i also like fundamentally i've you know like i i did a lot of drugs in my early 20s um or maybe not a lot but like in comparison to how i do now which is none um i i guess i did like i i you know i think i tried a lot i would just try what whatever i could get my hands on i guess um and yeah i think some were interesting more interesting than others but then also um others yeah that i mean i don't really know where i'm going with this but my point is just i think there's i think i just want to like have what what is more interesting to me is having experiences that are not related to drugs or like do not come from drugs because i think there's i don't know yeah. there's nothing sure about that for me there's nothing there's nothing like precious about that for me it's always to some extent depraved and um, <laughs> feel it does it just doesn't feel like pure like it doesn't feel like i'm doing what i what i'm supposed to be doing and i'm i'm just like slowly like you know as i get older i'm just like i really only want to do the things that i feel like i'm supposed to be doing yeah because i also guess like you know pe certain people's generation it's like a generational thing like if you grow up with like the anti-drug kind of like um shit all around you people look at drugs in kind of this negative way you know but opium and shit has been used as like a medicine for thousands of years you know what i mean like drugs aren't all necessarily bad or like not there's just not some drugs that are completely bad you know and have no use no you drugs know. Are completely, yeah i mean drugs are completely bad in general it's, it tends to just be like the use thereof right yeah and i guess with me too like i i used to make when i was younger i like made I was like really well I was like well I guess I was really really young for for like uh you know like uh in general for for you most people that made full-time made most of their money off selling drugs but I just like sell a lot of drugs and like um I like made like all of my money from that it was like my main source of making money and like I've kind of always um they've always been like a part of my life especially with like my my like dad and shit like they and like my family they've always been surrounded i've always been surrounded by them and um uh like like i used to like sell acid a lot too so i like always had acid and like people would like buy it from me and then like want to do it with me so like every weekend i was like tripping on acid when i was like 16 17 years old uh and like i, I was always wondering like am i having these amazing moments because of acid or what i would what would i be having these like amazing moments with even if i wasn't on it you know but it was just like it was so integral to my life that i kind of got this idea that drugs can be really positive in people's lives if they use them correctly yeah. um like I mean, shrooms. i've like also a, had like a lot of great experiences on shrooms and i used to like read foucault when i was like 17 or whatever and like he has this thing, he had this whole thing where he, like, talked about one of the most life-changing, like, amazing experiences in his life was, like, on acid. Yeah, he, he, he has, he generally has, like, good, good things to say about, about drugs. I mean, I think anything that, 
it gives you the ability to alter your consciousness is is inherently valuable um but i don't i just yeah it's it's also very like personal you know like i i would never never be like oh you know like nobody should be doing drugs anymore you know and like i it, that's um like that's also interesting to say like surrounded at such a young age um you know to were exposed to doing drugs i basically at that age i think like i had like the wrong movies that i watched um all movies that i watched um they all after, show drugs to be like horrible fucking yeah things. but it made like, me really want to do drugs like i would watch requiem for a dream and i was like oh it's so cool to be a junkie like it's bad i don't know it looks horrible in that are, movie particularly a, like he gets his arm cut off and shit like they're supposed to be cautionary tales and i was like or like train spotting cautionary tale right you ever but seen I, panic in needle park or Al Pacino? i love that movie Gus that's Van a kick-ass that's a kick-ass movie yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it so does like, make it look cool yeah that's the thing like this is the big problem like i grew up like, idolizing people that would do drugs so obviously like that i was like you know 19 and like left the country and like moved back to the u.s i was like well what am i gonna do i'm just you know going to going to and you know it's not like i really went looking for it but then they were there and i then never said no you know yeah i don't know it's kind of interesting like 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 supposedly fentanyl just became one of like the most like uh like number one causes of death or whatever and like yeah. the opioid crisis has risen um especially with like young people or whatever but I've also, like a lot of people I meet, I've meet so many people that are like, they don't do anything. Like they don't do any substances at all. So it's like, I'm always wondering like, is it, is it, is like the, like, uh, like if you look at the statistics, supposedly it, you know, people are doing more drugs, but I'm always wondering like with this generation, like people in their, in their twenties today, um, are people on more or less drugs than like their parents or like the previous generation? I think they're um, definitely on more drugs than their parents. Like all the twenty-year-old. I, I know meet so are. many people that don't do drugs. I feel like all the people. Oh, I don't know if I'm maybe it's just because I'm in a certain I'm in a certain crowd of people that are like that's really successful. Good. I mean, yeah, yeah, look, yeah. <laughs> I like to be I like to be the only yeah. one in my friend group that does drugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can, but you guys can't. You guys yeah, have yeah. to be. The that's really funny. Group. Yeah, I hang out with a lot of twenty-year-olds. Most of them. Most of them like deal. Um, Whoa! And is this in, is this in Vienna or is this in like America? No, this is this is in Vienna. Okay. Um, and so I think I think just like in general, like the exposure to drugs is very. My exposure to drugs is very high, and I don't I don't know if that's like I don't think that's good. Um, and I'm trying to meet more people that you know don't don't do drugs i mean I know, I know a lot of people that don't do drugs but then like a lot of people like a lot of people do drugs very casually you know um like every is every like i always ask my therapist this i'm like is everybody just doing them and my therapist is like no not everybody's doing drugs and i'm like why like you know what i, I realized is like a lot of people do drugs but some people are really good at like you would never know or like you would never know that they do that much Gosh, and it's yeah. like that gnarly you know their addiction or whatever like they're just really good at fucking hiding it like yeah. 
I've had some points where I was like really, really deep, you know, and I was like kind of doing a bunch of shit and like, I, I like, no one would know. That was kind of the thing. Like, like, you know, like that's kind of the thing. I mean, that also has like Like, nobody can help you. Nobody can help you if they don't know how bad it is. But I was like really good at like keeping it a secret. And that makes it yeah. fun too, you know, like it makes it fun too to be like. Oh, it totally gives you like, it's like everything high, is like a mission. Yeah, <laughs> everything nobody is knows like a high right mission. now. Yeah. Like I'm at the post office, but this is a really crazy experience because I'm high, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the thing with euphoria too, that also makes me think like drug use is at like an all time high. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, Rue seems to be the only person in that circle that like does drugs or are the others I, I refresh my mem- memory in season one are the other characters like casually doing drugs like are they taking ease or like MDMA or something I guess that, they like, do it but they're not like addicted like she is yeah. Yeah. she's like kind of the only one um, yeah. but um, you know, I never know if that's like better or if I like that can make you feel like more lonely and then kind of make you more like isolate yourself even more and just do drugs even more. But in, like season two, she meets she meets that one guy right with like the face tat and like uh, yeah. yeah, and then like she finally meets like her like partner in crime or whatever. Yeah, that's always bad. Like when you yeah. have when you have like a friend that you like, especially if it's like somebody you kind of have a crush on, and like they have access to drugs. That's like. I mean, it's game over. Like, you already know what you're going to be doing, like, Wednesday to Sunday. Yeah, that's the thing with me. Like, when I talk to girls, I don't ever talk to girls that do drugs. Because I'm just like, I'm not, I don't want to, like, any girls I talk to, they're all super, super clean. Like, they don't fuck with drugs. They're straight edge. Like, um, you know, but... (laughs) I don't know. That's what I was. I I I think that's always like you know, Panic in Needle Park. Like you know, it's like him and this girl, and I'm like always. And also like with like people in my life that like tell me about shit, they're always like, yeah, yo, like, uh, I've like fell into it whenever I start talking to this girl, or like me and yeah. this girl started doing it. So I was always like really cautious of like, I don't want to fucking do shit like with a girl. Yeah. Like that just kind of yeah. seems like, like something. That. You don't want to be. Really- for getting anybody into yeah then you don't want to get anybody into shit too i guess but like that's kind of the thing is like fucking like there is some what is up with like um like uh relationships and drugs like people well i think you know just if you're that close to somebody else people people have trust in the other person um and you know if somebody close to you is using then chances are you're more likely to use as well and then you know that that like rush of like love and then like also being high or like having a crop those are then very quickly um you know married and that's kind of what you know what i think makes causes you know uh codependency so quickly you know not 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 with the man and the woman like or with the man and man or with the woman and the woman, but like with the two people in the relationship um but yeah i think love and dope really go together i i guess i don't know but what i mean like is it really just two constipated people (laughs) (laughs) i mean i 
I guess. I mean, fucking, um, like, people, if you think about, like, Sid and Nancy or, like, Kurt and Courtney, Kurt Cobain and, like, Courtney Love. Right. You know, yeah. there's, like, this, like, this, like, tale as old as time is, like, you know, usually when someone is, like, addicted to drugs, they have, yeah. like, a partner in crime who's, like, of a different gender of them who, like, they are in love with or whatever. Exactly. Um, sorry, I'm just um, replying to a friend. I mean, like, undoubtedly, like, most, oh, actually, you know what? Faye is. Faye is super addicted. The She's the girl that's She's like the girl that shoots up, yeah. <laughs> she's like the first I, character that shoots up in the show. I love like, this whoa. actress. I think she's so... She does seem pretty cool. She's so cool. They're really making it like, wow, you can be, like, kind of hot and still, like, shoot up drugs or whatever. Like, that's, a, that's like, a tricky... Area yeah, like or, I'm wondering. I'm like, yeah, is don't. Euphoria, <laughs> is Euphoria some 14 year old panic in Needle Park for me when I was 14 or whatever? Like that's bad. Yeah, but you panic weren't like 14 in the 70s. You know, no, Panic no, no, in Needle no, Park no. came I mean, out like, in the 70s. Like, <laughs> no, I mean like those are the movies I watched as a 14 year old that made drugs. Yeah, yeah, look yeah. Appealing to me. Um. And if movies like that can make drugs look appealing, then what is Euphoria doing to to fourteen year olds? You know, it looks way cooler than like you know. Have you ever seen Train Spotting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, cool Sick Boy. I love too. Sick Boy. Sick Boy, yeah. Do you have like a crush on him or Sick Boy? Is a lot of favorite. girls. I could imagine a lot of girls having like a kind of like a yeah. movie crush on him. Yeah, the bad boy kind of archetype. Yeah, I mean, Simon, like, yeah, Simon Williamson, there was, there's a book about Simon Williamson, like the character Sick Boy, um, that Irvine Welsh wrote, like, it was, yeah, it was, um, it, it came out after the trains, after train spotting the movie, so like the book, obviously the movie, and then like, I think Irvine Welsh wrote Sick Boy, and it was supposed to be, I don't remember, it was, yeah, it was supposed to be like, he, Simon Williamson, gets a job in the, I don't know, like some bank. I don't, I don't even know. You know, it's been so long since I read it, but basically he's like trying to get his life together or whatever. And I'm like, what the fuck is this babysitter's club? Like, no, give us <laughs> Simon Williamson, like Bonnie Lee Miller, like, <laughs> you know, like he bleached hair, like he's fucking up. Like his girlfriend hates him. You know, like that's the energy that we want. Yeah. Give us what we want. I've, I've read, I've read, there's like a preschool to the to train spotting. It's called like Skag Boys or whatever, I guess, out there. Yeah. There. Yeah. You know what? That, that might be what I'm like. Yeah. Wait, is it that? That probably is. It's like when they're like 18 or whatever. Yeah. I think I read like all, or I got really obsessed with like this. I mean, I know it's not a franchise, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. It kind of is. It's kind of like a universe. It kind of is. Yeah. Train spotting. Exactly. Yeah. I was kind of into it too, like a, a couple of years ago. I was like really, uh-huh. really into it. Kind oh of. yeah. So okay, porno. Here, here it is. Yeah. So Skag Boys came out is the prequel. Yeah. Um, but it came out after Train Spotting, but before Skag Boys came out, so there was a sequel. I mean, Irvine Wolf really messed this up. So he wrote Train Spotting, then he wrote the sequel, then like eight years later, he wrote the prequel to all mm-hmm. of them um which is cool i guess whatever like time isn't linear um but yeah porno porno like follows sick boy around 
Oh, okay, cool. And he like narrates parts of it. It's really good. Is I this kinda... after train spotting? This is supposed this to take place after, after train spotting. Yeah. Um. So he's. I think he's just doing like a lot of blow and like he has like a son and like. Oh God, he has you know, a son. He has a son, and then like oh, a big God. part of it. A big part of it is that like he's lost some of his like physical appeal, right? And oh, just, gross. That Damn, like, you have to go. Like, I've, oh man, I know like so many older guys that like they've shown me pictures of them when they were younger and they're like so good looking and like scared the living shit out of me. I was like, oh my God, please don't tell me this is going to happen to me. It's like you get older and it's like you don't look as good anymore. And it's like, I know, but like, I think like men... these kind of guys that like they fucking like they really hang on the fact that they have like good looks. And, you know, they can, like, talk to girls and shit. And then, like, when that's gone, what do you have? Like, nothing. Yeah. What do you, yeah, not not very much as a man. And if so, you're. So you, if, read, you read uh, the book Porno. Yeah, I read Porno. I don't think I've read Skag Boys, actually. That's interesting. No. Yeah, that's supposed to be, like, when they're, like, 18. It's, like, when they first start getting real, becoming, cool. like, real junkies, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. I guess that's, I yeah, that's what the Wikipedia says. There. You said what? I bet he's still attractive in that book. Yeah. Um, he's still hot in Skag Boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I guess when he's younger, yeah. And like people really, and also like hater loss really fucks people up and like drugs really like make people stress yeah. and like makes people like lose their hair and shit, which or is in, pretty scary. Or worse, like incontinence. Like I've heard from, you know, heavy ketamine users that incontinence or like renal failure is a problem what is that i think renal failure is like kidney failure i'm not entirely sure oh god oh incontinence oh incontinence is the inability to control your bladder muscles so you just piss yourself all the time oh yeah i've heard something like with that with ketamine or something that that does something like that to people yeah that's you know, it's also a thing with, like, fucking opioids and shit. It kind of makes you, it's, like, hard to, like, piss, too. Mm. I've, I've heard. Mm. Like, also, there's a whole episode about that in Euphoria. Right, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. There's, like, a whole episode called, like, it, it's hard, it's, like, it's hard to piss when you're depressed or some shit. Yeah, the whole yeah, episode's yeah. about that. Exactly. Um... I had a, I have a funny pissing story that okay, is go ahead. not related to drugs. Okay, so um, I, I like, I mean, I briefly, when we were on the phone, you know, like we talked about um, <clears throat> me having been in the psych ward and stuff like that, which oh, is yeah. something I'm not going to get into on the pod. But, yeah, yeah, no. I would, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, a few weeks after that whole thing, I was, um, I was in, um, you know, like a, um, what's it called? And yeah, like a, not not rehab but like a psychological rehab like a, a loony bin basically right um and i was sitting on a on a bench outside and we had a little break i was sitting outside on a bench and like they had a cigarette vending machine in the lobby by the way because it's austria which is nuts so i had just bought some cigarettes from the vending machine and i sat down on this wooden bench i was reading my book and i was wearing a skirt like a mini skirt and i like scooted back on the bench and it was like this old bench and it was like it was wood so i got the splinter caught in my um i think left yeah left left ass cheek oh god and 
oh, it was bad. And it was, and I was like, oh, it really hurts. You know, and I, I got the doctors there to like have a quick look at it. And they like, you know, pulled a tiny piece out and it's like, they're like, yeah, it's not so bad. Like you should be fine. And then like a week, like it hurt to sit like everything. And then like a week later, I was like, something's like not right. Like this is so painful. And I went to, I went back to the doctors and they were like, oh shit, like you have to go to the hospital. Like this, it looks like there's something still in there. And it looks like it's like, you know, it needs to be operated out. Like, cause it, you know, got, went further and further into your skin, into your dermis, whatever. Oh, fuck. A so, splinter did this? A splinter. And I went okay. to the hospital and they were <laughs> like, so I went to the hospital and they were like, Hey, like, um, you know, you were going to have to operate on you. And I was like, what, you know, like, can you just like, you know, tweeze it out? They were like, no, it's really like thick. And also the wood was very old. So like there might be the wood might've like splintered off into other tiny splinters like around it. So we really have to like get it out because, you know, you can get sepsis, you can get blood poisoning, like you can die from that kind of stuff. So I was like, Oh God. Okay. And obviously, you know, I imagine was, um, dying from a splinter. Dude, I know. <laughs> I know. Oh I yeah. Mean, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Just, just my luck, like to have something so silly happen. And, um, you know, as, I was really trying. They were like, well, we're going to have to like put you under. And I was so afraid of being put under. I was like, listen, like you don't understand. Like I'm trying to stay like clean, 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 clean. Like I don't want to be put under. And they were like, I was like, is there any alternative, you know, to, to being completely sedated? Cause you know, I, I read all these stories about like people going into like mm, weird episodes when they wake up, you know, like you read from people about people having like plastic surgery and then they jump out of the building, you know, cause they, they got too much sedative or like anesthetic or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I was like freaked out about it. So I was like, I was like, do you have any alternatives? And they were like, yeah, well we can, um, what's it called when like, yeah, oh, an epidural, right. They were like, we can give you an epidural. And so basically like your legs are completely numb. You know, they, they like stick one needle in this side of your spine and one on the other side of your spine, like a little cross. And then your legs go numb. So I was numb from the waist down and I had to like lie on my stomach and they, and they, you know, took the splinter out and it was all very funny. You know, they was talking to them and whatever, the, the people in the operating room, the surgeons, the nurses. And then, you know, as I was recovering, the nurse comes into the room and she's like, listen, um, after an epidural, it's very important that um, you urinate because with some people it can cause, um, something called like a bladder blockage, which is where like your nerves and your bladder can't communicate with your nerves and your brain. And um, this, you know, causes you to not be able to pee. And I was like, fuck, like, that's terrifying. But I'm very shy about peeing. Like I can't pee when someone's watching or like I can't pee when, um, you know, like some, some girls, like they go home or, you know, guys, most, I mean, guys, I've never met a guy with like a pissing problem. It's like kudos um but you know i i i a lot, i have a lot of friends that like will just like piss on the street when they're on their way home and they're drunk and they're like there's no public restroom or whatever and i'm like oh i can't like i literally um am too scared i don't know of what but like i just can't do it and so now you have to imagine like with that psychological like to that weighing on me like oh i could potentially like not have to like not be able to pee and then this nurse being like, well, I have to stay. You can't like be discharged until you pee. And so I was just kind of like putting all this pressure on myself. And I was like, oh God, you know? And she was like, I'm gonna come back every hour to check if you pee. 
need. <laughs> it's like, don't understand the like stress you're putting me under. But you know what? Eventually I just drank enough water and I peed and I was free to leave. Interesting. Yeah. Like sometimes, you know, being on drugs or whatever, it's like really hard to piss. Yeah. Um, but like sometimes like, I've had times where it like would take me like fucking like it seemed like forever to piss, and I just have to. I was like literally, I like sometimes I'd be like so like you know kind of high or whatever. I have to like sit down and piss because I just like I can't stand up, and I'm also like taking so fucking long for me to piss. Um, uh, one time I even went to like go piss, and I like. See, it's also like one of like the few ghost stories I've had of like, I don't think it was like hallucination or whatever. I like got up at like four in the morning and I had a piss and I was like pretty messed up from all the shit I was doing last night. And then I was like, like seeing this kind of ghost or whatever, but like, I don't even have to, that's such a stupid, such a silly story. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, I guess we can, uh, wrap up on like euphoria or some shit. Talk a little bit more about that. Um, cause, uh, I kind of wanted to talk about that because it's kind of like the new season's out and um, I think a lot of people are watching it and it kind of, it kind of fits kind of the theme of the show or at least like, it's kind of weird because like a lot of the fans, a lot of the listeners of the show, I guess a lot of listeners probably like watch Euphoria, but then a lot of listeners of the show are like older, like, you know, it's like Uh we have such a silly name. We would think that we have like a lot of young, a lot of young listeners, but a lot of our listeners are kind of older and more mature and cool. like really smart kind of intellectual people which is kind of kind of cool or whatever but then again i think we still have a lot of listeners that are like probably euphoria fans or whatever but um uh or you know what yeah i was also thinking about like conspiracies and shit um because i was thinking you know with like the pharmaceutical companies and if they're funding like euphoria or whatever, but like they're like not publicly funding it um uh let me think well also yeah yeah well you know also i read that edward snowden book you know so um i didn't really read all of it but uh what did you you think about that what do you think about that book i liked it i i really did i thought like i thought a lot of it was very um very harrowing just like the the way like i think especially towards the end you know like where he has to go to china and like all this stuff is unraveling he's just like what the fuck is happening to my life like i can't i actually can't imagine what kind of mental duress you must be under in such a situation where you're like i don't know when i can ever see my family again yeah i thought it was crazy how he didn't tell his girlfriend yeah like one of the most like really closest people in his life he didn't tell his girlfriend because he, he said like he like it's whenever they great. came whenever they came to question her which he knew like he was like planning all this shit out like edward stone's a cold motherfucker i was always <laughs> would i be able to do some shit like this i think yeah. i could i think yeah. i'm also pretty cold with i feel I, like, I, like i would have just told James them Bond the very shit. first day you i would have been like what? oh my god you know what they're doing like this is crazy <laughs> yeah 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 to be able to like hold all that shit back and, yeah like, not tell anyone but very i guess it was 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 he knew that he knew that they'd go and question her. And he exactly. was like, he was like, I when they go and question her, I want her to legitimately not know anything. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? So that so that they because because they know he knows like how 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 um like advanced their techniques are, their like interrogation techniques, and like they might get something out of her. You know, it's just it was fucking crazy. I was like, holy shit, like would I be able to like 
like you said, like, I'll just come home on the first day and be like, yo, oh you my God, all this shit. <laughs> babe, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> um, yeah. Like my friend, uh, I'm friends with this person who was dating this girl who, uh, she was working for the Trump campaign and, mm-hmm. uh, like working inside of the white house and shit. And she heard whenever they took, whenever they're about to take Alex Jones off the internet, do you know about oh, this? How they, how they, how they like took Alex Jones off YouTube and yeah. Facebook and everything? Yeah. She was sad. Like, I mean, I can't believe he got deplatformed. Like yeah, that. yeah, he got deplatformed. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like she, she like came and told him, like, "Yo, they're about to take Alex Jones off the fucking internet." Yeah. It's so wild. Like some real like insider shit. Like, yeah. Then like Trump got deplatformed. So. Oh my God! Holy shit! I'm just now putting that together. Wow, that is a really good point. Wow, the Trump campaign. They were the fucking ones who took this nigga off the internet. And then next thing you know, karma, karma's a bitch. It fucking comes back and bites him in the ass. He gets taken off Twitter. I think, I feel like they should just give him his Twitter back, though. Like, he's not president. They need to give Trump his Twitter back, yeah. (laughs) He was funny, you guys. He was so funny. Dude, I mean. Have you ever looked back and seen some of his old tweets? Yeah, I think they're somebody, like really funny. Yeah, I think somebody um, recently sent me one from his time as a Miss America contestant, and I don't remember what the tweet actually pertained, to, but it was um, it was juxtaposed with like um, a, an unrelated picture, but it made it seem like the tweet was related to the image. And um, I I'm very reticent to to um, to retell it because I'm going to do such a poor job, and I also didn't save the image, but um my point is they're very funny very humorous he's definitely the funniest president we have like on purpose because like biden is really funny but he's it's like not on purpose he's not funny on purpose he's funny he's like, like half awake funny. you're like honey like i think you need help you know <laughs> like I'm, I'm like somebody somebody like get grandpa you know have you seen that that video where he like bit his wife's finger? No. Yeah, it's really fucking weird. It was like on the camp. It was like on the campaign trailer or some shit. She like put her arm out and it like went in front of his face, and he like he like extended his like neck out and like bit her finger. You have to look this shit up. It's pretty funny. I'm I'm actually gonna look it up right now. Okay, is, go ahead. I I became so fundamentally uninterested in the biden campaign once it became clear that he was going to win um i know that's probably bad or whatever but um i just have too much um like i think obviously in america you you like get this information at a much more first hand um rate Uh but or pace sorry the right word but you know in europe i would have to be looking up all of this stuff and I'm oh just, you know, wow I'm, yeah because you have to get all this information in europe yeah yeah so like but you, you know, know in europe in europe like, like we don't know anything about european politics but in europe they know everything about american no, politics it's funny. You know? european politics are so fucked so like there was basically like a seven hour no a 12 hour video of like a german of a sorry an austrian politician hatze strache filmed in a house in ibiza like basically like high off fucking coke talking about what properties he's going to like oh sell. no shit and it came out it was called the ibiza affair like the ibiza affair and he like had to like step down and blah blah, blah. but a lot of people like mentioned okay so this is really funny it was a setup right um 
I'm gonna like show you a picture just so you know. So they had like this girl who was pretending to be like a Russian oligarch's daughter as like the bait or whatever. And she was like asking him questions about what he could do for her political, like what properties are good to buy or like, what should I invest in? And like stuff like that. And you know what? Not, not very much happened. Everyone was just kind of like, well, like it's funny. And like, um, yeah. And our current, um, chancellor, this guy called Sebastian Kuts, he actually moved to the U S to like do a startup. Like he was kicked out of, out of off being chancellor. Like he had to step down because he was so corrupt. Like he had all these, he basically they're like on a hard drive of another person in parliament, like a colleague of his. So basically they started, once they knew this investigation was happening of corruption, they started destroying all their hard drives. And like another, this is so fucking funny. Like, and it's also so nuts. This one guy, like this one guy in parliament, he had an iCloud that had been backing up his WhatsApp chats from like 2009. So when the government seized all this stuff, basically his entire chat history with the chancellor was exposed. He was like very close to the chancellor. So it documented, the chancellor's very young. He was like the youngest person to ever become chancellor. He was also the um, minister of foreign affairs for a very long time. And he became the minister of foreign affairs with 25, which is truly, you know, kind of unprecedented. He never finished university. He just, you know, he was kind of like a go-getter and everybody, I, you know, I mean, he's, he's a conservative politician. He's um, right wing, but, you know, he had like a cool, like he knew how to do politics. Like he had a certain charm about him. I'm not, this is not like a public co-sign on Sebastian Kurtz, by the way. There's, um, there's a really good book by another politician that I really like, Peter Pitts, who writes about Sebastian Kurtz. Um, but anyway, the, the funny thing is really that they, that they had like the people under doing this investigation they had access to these chat logs from 20, 2009 to 2021. And it's really crazy. They were like, oh, the parliament is just a bunch of whores and I'm going <laughs> to fuck them good. Like shit like that. You know? <laughs> it was nuts. And then- It's crazy because also- in America, we don't hear about this like at all. No. And you know, obviously like Austria is a very, very small country. Like yeah. why would anybody care? But it's very funny. And it also what came out is that he, Sebastian Kurz, the chancellor, he had a survey conducted by the National Statistics Bureau Whoa. to the entire population to the tune of 150,000 euros, I think. Like he had a bunch of studies done on him. He invested 1 million euros from campaign money. And this um, particular survey cost 150 grand. And the survey was what kind of animal does the public perceive me as? And the answer was chipmunk or dolphin. Like they were legit had people doing a survey with the, with that costs so much money on what kind of animal the public sees him as like, what the hell? Like how deranged. Oh my God. That reminds me of this weird thing in like American fucking Congress or some shit where they're like doing a survey on like, or they're doing like, uh, they put like millions of dollars in like this test about like, if this certain animal was more sexually active on cocaine. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? No, but that sounds funny. And then everyone was like, what the fuck? Why are they, like, how we put, like, millions of our tax dollars into this silly experiment whenever it could go to, like, giving people health care or whatever? (laughs) 
I, this is what like fundamentally confuses me about politics. I'm like, you always hear about like shit like this or like, I just, and I'm like, how, like how, first of all, like, it's no wonder that shit isn't running the way it should. But then also I'm like, is that, that's just going to keep getting worse, isn't it? Like, like who's smart and going into politics right now? Do you know anybody that's young, smart and going into politics? I don't know a single person. Right. It's it's really like capitalist realist. You ever you ever read that book, Capitalist Realism? No. It's it, well, yeah. It's like this, this guy named Mark Fisher who wrote this book. Anyway, but it's kind of the book has kind of became a meme. Like me even referencing yeah. it right now, a lot of listeners are yeah. gonna be like, "Wow, I can't believe you referenced <laughs> capitalist." Yeah, but yeah, it, well, the thing is, is like it's like um like everyone is so hopeless. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like all yeah. like anyone who anyone who's actually smart. And that's actually maybe capable of doing some real shit. They're they're smart enough to also see how hopeless it is. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Because it's, it's like, oh, the the young like progressive that was supposed to do shit was like AOC, you know, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, and like look what she. Yeah, yeah, and then I think after that vote, what was the like big the big vote where like forced um, to vote type shit? Yeah, the, the you know about like Jimmy Dore and the forced no. to vote shit. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, I, I just kind of read, like, I think that the thing that really did the nail in the coffin on AOC for me was the, um, that Israel-Palestine voting thing where she was oh, like, I'm okay. not going to vote. And then she, she like attended, but like didn't vote yes or something like that. Like as if that made a difference, but it, do you know what I'm talking about? No, not really. Mm. I think I do a little bit. I know that she's like totally lived out and she totally doesn't like do anything when it comes to like using her position of power. Like she promised she would. Yeah. So like, um, and you know, it was, it's basically, okay. It was about the iron dome. I'm sorry that I, I like completely like erased this from my memory, but, um, she could have voted no on this basically, but, um, she voted present and then she was like pictured crying you know oh my god is that that picture of her crying is yeah, that yeah 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 okay yeah what the hell aoc what the fuck because you know yeah like all these like leftist socialist type like dsa people helped get her elected yeah. and then she just like shit all over them it's like oh fuck you i'm just gonna take the money and uh you know all the all everything that comes with being in such a powerful position but not actually do anything. Do you think you could be a good politician or what? Maybe you should run. You should run to be a politician. I should run in, in Austria. Um, yeah, be an Austrian politician. Be an Austrian politician. Um, I mean, everyone's just very, I think just fundamentally, even, even though we say nobody's corrupt, like I think everybody is corrupt. And I think, I mean- The whole system's fucked. The system is fucked. Like, I think if anything, the only place where there's power for change is like in, in like the industry, like industrialization. But people that own you're on like some communists, like some Marxist type shit. Yeah, although I, I I don't I don't really believe that communism in that sense is going to work. Like, I'm too much of a you know. I think anybody that's remotely artistically driven has a really hard time with like, um, you know agreeing to to those fundamental principles like i don't think i could live without my certain amount of like 
books or what I don't I don't know you know like it's re really really basic I think I'm, I've sadly you know become too materialistic to like really believe that that's possible but um yeah I, I just don't think I think politicians it's just like they're they're controlled by mostly like lobbies you know so I don't really see what good much of it would do yeah I feel you um okay maybe well I'm yeah all right oh, sorry go ahead you know? maybe go ahead. what were you saying yeah maybe I'm just too jaded about all that but wait tell me about um okay so tell me about the Mark Fisher stuff I interrupted you oh no yeah it was just like it's this like book capitalist realism he wrote and then he like killed himself some years later and then like the book really like erupted and yeah. uh the pop like the popularity of the book and it's kind of like a meme now like i was like involved with like kind of making it a meme like two years ago it's like really deep there's like kind of like a lot of deep like internet lore that i'm like kind of i've kind of played a major role in it's kind of interesting but um yeah i don't know mate you should read it it's pretty short I yeah. think you'd like it. Yeah, you'd definitely like it if you're the shit that you're I mean, into. Like, I, I've only really if seen... If you're like a I hopeless, if you're like a hopeless yeah. <laughs> person in their 20s or whatever, like... I've really only, like, seen it on Instagram and I'm like, oh, this is so memed out. Like, I don't know if I'm going to read yeah, this. Yeah, right. You know, the but... The meme campaign was supposed to make people want to read it even more. Want to read it, right. It's done off. the opposite for me. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll check it out for sure. I like a yeah. first-time approach to this. Well, yeah, I guess we can uh, we can like wrap it up. Um, do you I have mean, like just me lying down is just me stretching. Um, but how how long has this been on for? I have okay. no idea. <laughs> what what time do we start? <laughs> um, I don't know. How long are your episodes usually? They can go to like they can go on for like two hours. We probably mm -hmm. our longest ones like two hours and thirty minutes. We can keep going yeah. if you want. I mean, we can we can wrap it up. I mean, wh wh what are you feeling like? Um, yeah, whatever you feel like. I I'm I'm down to um, I'm down for either. Okay, okay. Let me look into let me look into my notes real quick and yeah. see if Is there's there anything any, else we wanted to ask. Or anything anything we want to get into? Yeah. Let's see. I'm just stretching my back because I've been out all day. That's, I'm not like, I wasn't lying down as an exact, like, I'm like, oh, I'm so over this one. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> Talking much with Mark Fisher, I have to lie down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, he's bringing up capitalist realism. Oh, shit, I'm over. <laughs> oh, capitalist realism. It's time to end the podcast. No. Um, um, yeah, uh... Oh my God, there was this funny clip on like Tucker Carlson show. Do you know Tucker Carlson? I do, yeah. He, he, <laughs> he had this funny ass fucking clip where he fucking was like, he was like dead serious. Like, oh my God, it was so funny how serious he was acting. He was like dead serious. Like, okay, there is. <laughs> I can't, okay. He was like, okay, there's, there's found footage of Michael Jackson in the flesh like you might have thought michael jackson was dead but we oh, actually no found footage of real life michael jackson it's crazy and then he's like okay here it is and then they just showed <laughs> they just showed footage of nancy pelosi <laughs> looking like really old and like waxy and she kind of did look like michael jackson it was so fucking funny but like people were giving him shit like oh 
why is he like talking shit on what this woman looks like? Like he's not talking oh. about her actual policies or whatever. Like who gives a fuck? This fucking lady is. She's yeah. like an evil, maniacal, fucking like power hungry person who's fucking like made the world worse. Yeah, you know, with like with with the position of power, she's like, who gives a fuck if he talks about what she looks like? She looks like a fucking corpse. You know what I mean? Like, who gives a fuck? Like, it's funny. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. That was that was something fucking funny that I wanted to say. Um, yeah. uh, I'm down that you mentioned you had some questions about like music industry stuff, which I um. I don't really like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at an independent labels, but like, I, you know, I, I, I'd be happy to try and help answer any questions. I don't know how good. I, I wanted would. to write more shit about that. Um, but I don't know if you have anything you want to say, you can just go ahead. You can just, you don't, I don't um, know. I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe I can no. think of some questions. I mean, like, I think, I think, I think there's a similar type of despondency that that's carried that's that carries through into like, you know, music or being a performing artist, like, um, I don't really like it. I mean, I'm always like, happy that the internet has kind of democratized the way people consume music, but, um, you know, I, 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 I am, I am like kind of jaded by the experience of it all, but maybe that is also related to the fact that it was really hard for me to play live because of COVID. So who knows another area of life that I feel a little bit hopeless in but I am really excited for my second record to come out and I didn't know that I would be you know you said you're excited for your second album to come out your second record yeah, yeah. when is the when is that going to come out that is going to come out in roughly December all the record pressing plants are also kind of backed up because like apparently yeah that takes a long time holy shit long time but like adele i think apparently adele had like an exorbitant amount of records pressed so all the vinyl pressing plants in the world are kind of um their time currently is being taken up by her record being pressed and um this happened a few years ago so with like taylor swift and it's kind of um and everyone was like oh you know because like vinyl really had like this resurgence blah 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 this stuff is so boring to me but um so I'm also going to spare you and the wonderful people listening to this show but um you know independent record labels have been single-handedly keeping these pressing plants alive over the years and then like you know major artists will have just like like an Adele you know like who's really going to listen to Adele on vinyl you know it's more like an object yeah people buy at like an an urban outfitters or whatever actually i don't know i mean like i don't know if adele would be sold at urban. you know you know what i mean right like yeah it's not like who's who needs why does the world need like a million copies of that record yeah what are what like what what kind of artists do people listen on vinyl i mean who the fuck is like because that's the thing with like music is like who even buys physical music anymore because you can get all of it for free on the internet Right. right. Kind of like, it's kind of like access to books, like with college and shit. Like one of the only reasons to go to college was to like get access to like the library. But now that the, the, this information is so like accessible through the internet, it's kind of made going to college pointless, spending all that money. Yeah. Or I don't know. Do you, what do you think about like keeping, well, you know, my friend Jack, he always talks about like with movies and shit, like you should Mm -hmm. keep physical media. 
because you know one day the the government might try to come in and like take it from you or censor it you know and if you don't have it on streaming platforms you know you you know if you want i mean if you don't have it physically you know it's just gone yeah i i mean i have a lot I have a very extensive collection of, um, of records and tapes. And Are you like Patrick Bateman from American Psycho, where he like has all the fucking, <laughs> all the, all the music? He's like a music snob. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, I mean they're they're mostly they're all old. Like I I seldom, I seldom buy. I I don't think I bought a new record in a very long time. Um, and everyone's doing like those colorful records now, which actually is detrimental to the audio quality of the record. Is um, it really? Yeah. I mean, this is also a thing. This could be very negligible in sound or I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not an audio snob. Like I will rip stuff off YouTube and play it in the club when I DJ. Like, I don't, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not like, oh. I need to have that toner cartridge amp connected to my, I think it's very cool when people do that, but I'm, yeah, I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I'm too, I'm too pragmatic to really do that. I'm just like, whatever, like it works, it works. But, um, yeah, I do, I do like collecting music, but it's more like, it's just older music, like Eric, you know, Gilbert O'Sullivan, like, Eric Leppard, um, I don't know, just, or classical music, jazz. There's so many jazz cassettes that I have that are just nicer to listen to than like having to, you know, play it off Spotify. But I end up then doing that sometimes too, because I'm like, okay, this cassette really isn't making anybody any money right now. And I know Spotify is pennies because I, you know, I also get money. People are like, why do you use Spotify? Because you're a musician too. Like you should, you should be boycotting it. You know, like that guy's really horrible. Like all these people on like when the end of year list wrap, like, and they post their shit on Instagram. There's always those other people like, you know, it's time for the end of year caps on Spotify. And then it's also time for those people to pull out the infographics of like how evil the Swedish boss of it, Spotify is. You know? Those are like the two things that you see kind of do you know what I mean? Um, you're talking like those end of the year, like who who you listen to the most? Yeah, yeah. So people yeah. will be posting that. And like, and I think I have heard uh, about like people saying Spotify, like you shouldn't support Spotify. Yeah. I mean, the guys like Daniel Eckert or whatever he's called, I don't know. Maybe that's also totally not his name. My brain's just making that up. Um, but yeah, obviously he's like putting like, a significant amount of the revenue into his own pockets and whatever um but yeah i I am show me show me some of your some of your music collection like i like whenever people tell me about all their like nerdy music stuff and i have like no idea what they're talking about but it's just like cool to kind of like have them tell me and like teach me yeah like Patrick Bateman, I always, always think like about that Patrick, scene yeah. where he's like, he's like, he's like explaining like whatever, like about the yeah. music, whatever. And then you like fucking, was it, was it, it not like Jared Leto, the actor who he like chops his oh, head yeah, off? Yeah, Jared Leto, he like butchered him. Yeah, with the ass. Yeah. Great okay. All right. Maybe, maybe you can do that to me sometime. Exactly. Tell me about I'll be like, oh, no, it's like, and then, and then fucking... I'll do your job, you know, because your business cards were so much better than mine. Oh yeah, that was a really interesting scene in that. And he's like, "Oh, the the watermark. <laughs> it's so so stylish." 
Exactly. That's a great movie, actually. It really is. It really is. It's a really, it's a really big shame that none of Brett Easton Ellis's other um, books were filmed so as well as American Psycho was. Although I am very partial to Brett Easton Ellis's movie that I think he directed, The Canyons, with Lindsay Lohan, and I mean, everyone says it's a really bad movie. Like nobody, nobody I've never really seen Nobody will attest to liking it. It's with James Dean, like the porn star. It was like his first acting role. It was like supposed to be his breakout as an actor. I think it's great because I love anything that Lindsay Lohan is in. And Brett Nellis is one of my favorite authors. Like, I think you can do no wrong. So I, I kind of enjoyed the movie, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't believe it was very well received. And there was also um, a film adaptation of, um, of Less Than Zero, but um the studio changed so many things about it um it really no longer was the story that Brett Easton Ellis had written you know his first it was like um yeah just not not as good it was his first book you know um so you've read a lot of his his shit I've read all of his his, his books this oh is okay so you're Brett Easton Ellis, Ellis head yeah, I read a lot of them as a teenager. And again, like people doing drugs sounded fun in those books. So and this is also the thing, like it wasn't exclusive to movies. Um, in most of the books I was reading, people were doing drugs and it, you know, seemed cool. Have you listened to uh, Brett Easton Ellis's podcast? I do subscribe to that. That's one of the like podcasts I subscribe to. Yeah. Didn't he have on like Kanye West as like one of his first episodes? He's had a lot of really, I think there's a really good episode. Um, there's a really good episode with, um, that recently came out. My friend had on Kanye West on his pod, actually, not too oh, long shit. ago. No way. Crazy recently? Flex. Yeah. Recently? Yeah. Is there any, wait, is there, was there any insights on that? So, you know, maybe I could, I could have you meet Kanye West through like six degrees of separation, you know, exactly. quick flex, good. quick flex, real but, quick. Yeah. Maybe you guys Kanye could do music West, together. I would only use Kanye West to actually get Brett Easton Ellis. I'll meet Kanye and I'll be like, hey, weren't you on like Brett Easton Ellis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe you can introduce me. Um, I like Kanye. I really fuck with I, Kanye. I love Kanye. I'm, yeah. Yeah, same. I'm, Huge Kanye fan. Huge Kanye fan. I think it's so cool that him and Julia Fox are dating. I really, oh my god. I, I really ship so it. I'm here for it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Julia Fox, she's like, she's like kind of weird looking to me. Like, she doesn't look that hot to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm a hater or what. I think she's gorgeous. I think she's gorgeous. Her ass looks a little weird, too. I don't know. I've mm. if you've seen pictures of it from like the side, it looks kind of like fakeish a little bit, kind of like. But like you know it what? Kinda turn, it kind of throws me off. I don't know. Right. Hasn't she? But she's always had that body type. I think she's she's like the body type that people get. You know that people like Kim or whatever have like augmented their body to look like I think Julia Fox, is, right? Does uh, but. It, is she not? Doesn't she did, did she not get like operated on? She not have like surgery to have her ass bit, make it look bigger? I don't know. That does not look know. natural to me. That's right. what I, it looks like a little weird. I don't know. Right. And like, I don't, I don't think I don't think she's good looking enough to be like, you know, because she's like posts on her Instagram like some cancel culture shit about like 
some bullshit. And I'm just like, yo, she's not like to me, she's not good looking enough to be like, you know, to 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 be in proximity like cancel culture shit. And like I would hate if she tried to do my boy Kanye dirty and try to say that, oh, right. I'm like, oh, Kanye fucking did this and that to me or whatever, and then try to cancel him or some shit, you know, because mm. maybe she didn't get what she wanted or whatever. Oh, right. That's the, oh, I see. Okay. I, I see your, see your concern now. You know what? I think it would be awful. If she's not she worth it to me. Like if, 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 if the girl is bad, if she's bad enough, it's like, whatever. If she cancels me, whatever, she was hot. <laughs> it's like, at least like, whatever. But I don't think she's hot enough for that. I guess that's like a real fear, you know, like that I was is a so fucking I, horribly real fear for me. I was, I was talking to, um, so I, I, I'm doing a teaching degree in psychology and philosophy and English. And I have teenage students that I, um, that I, um, you know, have to mentor and like, I have to teach certain classes, like certain classes for, and, you know, in, in behavioral psychology, I have like these two classes at a school and, you know, I was talking to them about like, how 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 they use social media or if they're on social media or whatever so we're talking and they're like you know we're just kind you know that they're like we don't we use it but like we're also really afraid of what we say to each other because um you know we don't want to get canceled and I'm like these guys are like 13 like that shouldn't even be in their vocabulary Whoa, yet, yeah. you know like so yeah 13 year olds afraid of being canceled <laughs> like what are you gonna be like Whoa. he didn't drink his milk like <laughs> That is horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess, like, 13 and 14-year-olds, they're, like, you know, some of them could be, like, having sex and shit, or, like, 15, you know? Yeah. And then it's, like, if, if sex is involved, boom. Like, there's going to be, like, allegations and shit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> God damn. Like, there's going to be allegations. I was 13, and I was worried about, like, like oh, fucking some girl canceling me holy shit what a horrifying uh, world we live in today oh my fucking god that is horrifying yeah um, I, what do I don't you know, think like, about the cancel culture shit do you think uh, like uh yeah it's, it's overall like a good thing or do you no, think it can be used as like no. a power no, also, like, obviously there's some instances where i'm like you know like for example what was it like Okay, like let's let's take an example. Let's take Ariana Grande. Like she licked a powdered donut or whatever, right? Like that was like a big scandal. She did what? I don't think that she licked. Okay, there was like security camera footage of her at a donut shop, and while the cashier's back was turned, she licked some of the donuts for some others. And she, and, I don't know. Uh, she licked some donuts, and then and then had like someone else was gonna buy them and eat them. Yeah. Why the fuck yeah. do people think they can get away with like like cute girls? <laughs> they be they be doing some trifling shit. I be fucking <laughs> noticing. It's like I think I think it's like a really it's a really iconic set of images. The security cam footage, like I, you oh, check that it is out. Fucking it's, funny. It's funny. Have you Weirdly seen that not, video where 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 she gave like a twenty a homeless man like a twenty dollar bill and she said, oh. "Don't buy drugs with this," oh or some God. shit, and everyone Even was giving her shit for that. If that guy was a user, he would have definitely relapsed just for her saying that. Yeah, right. <laughs> like he was, actually, <laughs> no, like, he was actually going to go buy food with it. He's actually gonna go buy milk. He's like, fuck you, I'm gonna buy fuck some. you. I'm gonna get some, I'm gonna score. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope now. Um, just out of spite, you know, just out of spite, he's gonna be like, Well, um, 
No, yeah. So, I mean, stuff like that, I think that's funny, but it's obviously not a cancelable offense. But, like, when there's some people that have, like, just been really racist in the past and they're like, oh, I didn't know any better. You know, this happens to all of us. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like, that's, that's <laughs> I think, the one, that's, I think, the one thing where I'm like, okay, these people, you know, like, fundamentally, I am against cancel culture, but, like, that aspect of cancel culture where people are, like, they dug up, like, crazy racist tweets or whatever. And I'm always like, and you know, their argument is always like, we all have a past. And I'm like, yeah, but your past shouldn't be racist. Like, shouldn't be racist. You know, you what yeah, the fuck? Like, that's the only thing where I'm like, mm, it reminds me of that. That doesn't that, that get a pass. Like Justin Bieber with the guitar, and he's like singing the N-word song. Do you know what I'm like, talking about? <laughs> he's not canceled. He's not canceled. Fucking Chris no. Brown beat Rihanna up, and he's not canceled. You know, so like, yeah, wow. It's not, it's not really real. It's not like cancel culture isn't real because the people that probably should get canceled don't. And then like, you know, people get falsely accused of stuff all the time. Case in point, Freddie Gibbs, um, who's an incredible rapper, incredible musician. He was accused of um, being sexually violent or sexually assaulting a girl Freddie in, Gibbs. Vienna, in Vienna, Austria. Oh, no! they got my boy, Freddie. Oh, yeah. No. So, and it was funnily enough, it was the year I had moved back. So I was here, fresh out of the loony bin, and like he was here, out on parole. And I was, um, he was out on parole, like waiting until the, like he was in jail for two months. Then they let him out before the trial for like six weeks while he waited for the trial. After they determined he was like no longer a flight risk. And the only reason that he was, even though he like obviously you know like he didn't do it, but like the only reason that. Um, the jury then found that to be true is because there's security camera footage of him just being alone, going to the hotel room alone, sleeping alone, leaving alone, you know, like going to the airport alone. Like, um, and the I was girl, a rapper, I would not be going to the hotel room alone. <laughs> if I was out with all these beautiful European chicks. I think. But then again, think, damn, then you can get canceled. Like, yeah, God, here's damn. the thing. This girl tried to hook up with him. He rebuffed her. He was like, no, like, I, I'm engaged. Like, I have a one-year-old son. Like, no. Whoa. The girl was pissed. She slept with somebody from the entourage or whatever. Like, some, somebody that, like, he knew that, like, was part of, like, his group of people. And it actually shows, um, I believe, like, like they, maybe they were even at a different hotel i'm not sure but like um basically he goes to the hotel room alone and that like I, I don't remember the details super well but like he was then obviously found not guilty and he said that the courthouse when he arrived before the trial was packed full of reporters you know like um every major newspaper was there and then when he left and was found not guilty is empty. He was like, nobody wanted to report on the fact that I was found not guilty. Wow. You know, they all just came. If there would have been a scandal, they would have stayed if there was a scandal. But like, no one's trying to, you know, clear my name. No one's retroactively trying to be like, oh, whoops, like mistake, rapper falsely accused, you know? So yeah, it's messed up. But all the reporters there, yeah, like if anything, they're probably hoping that he was guilty. I mean, it'd be better news story. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's that's what I that's what I was trying to say. Like um everyone kind of just he was like everybody just wanted wanted that. Like it's very disheartening. Um so yeah, obviously, you know, and I, I don't think um I don't think in general cancel culture really is good or effective. 
or like makes any sense because clearly people it doesn't affect the people it should in my in my eyes and um, yeah and it's like if you have any cool shit going on you're gonna have people that want to try to fucking take your shit down and fuck your shit up um damn and girls man they are really they are really fucking uh they can be they can be your downfall i'm surprised kanye hasn't had any shit like that yet maybe julia fox will do that he'll, I mean, he'll be her amber first rose, didn't amber rose kind of like formally try to say stuff she was like he likes being fingered in the butt like she kind of like tried to was that him? him was that her that yeah. said that holy shit I wasn't that Kanye a basketball player too? And I think that's when the gay allegations started, and he hasn't been able to beat them since. And I'm like, does he have on. gay allegations? Oh yeah. Interesting. Oh yeah. He is kind of like a fashiony kind of flamboyant a little bit. I but you know like historically, I think a lot of you know like look at Prince. Like I think I think you just like transcend you transcend kind of like gender at that level of fame, right? Yeah, but was like, Prince not gay? No, Prince was like a notorious womanizer. Whoa, was, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, see, like Prince was a notorious womanizer. Like he- Damn, he's probably like pimping fucking- <laughs> yeah, and then, like, What was he in like the 80s and shit? Mm. What a crazy time. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, Prince. what I wouldn't give. He was kind of cool, though, but damn. He's super cool. I mean, yeah, I love Purple Rain. I, I, I really love Prince. I, I really want to go um, cleanse myself and in the, in the purify myself from waters of Lake Minnetonka at some point in my life. Yeah. Yeah, what about that show of Michael Jackson? They tried saying he, like, you know, you know, that documentary came out that said he was, like, a pedophile or whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh shit! I think your your shit is coming out. For Angela, I actually follow. I follow like a lot of. I yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to make of drugs too. Um, it's just very. His death was actually also an opioid death. Uh, you kind of cut out a little bit, but like I heard oh. the last part, you said um, he it was an opioid death. I didn't know that. Yeah, as was yeah, as was. I wonder Andrew what kind of opioids it was. Me too. Do, do we not know? Do people not know? I don't think so. Interesting. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, so many artists were drug addicts. Who would have known? wasn't prince he died on like some opioid shit too wasn't he yeah that's what i said that's what i oh i thought you were talking about michael jackson no 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 um no prince yeah oh okay yeah 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 prince was an opioid death wasn't Um, that like some like not even that many years ago it was very recent it was on my mom's birthday four years ago whoa yeah or like wait, Michael K. Williams also comes wait, to mind. 2022. That means it was five years ago. That's crazy. oh my god, time is flying. Prince died five years ago. Wow, I thought it was more recent than that. Yeah, it feels. It definitely feels more recent than that. Yeah, that is wild. 
my god 2016 whoa yeah five years ago getting old here here we go prince died of an accidental fentanyl overdose at whoa. his home and recording studio fentanyl yeah damn fentanyl is taking niggas out he was found alone unresponsive in an elevator at his paisley park studio compound on april 21st 2016 damn in the elevator that's yeah just slumped uh, <laughs> that's so sad yeah damn but i mean have, have an elevator in the crib and then to die in it that's kind of that's kind of pimp <laughs> that's hard yeah that's very hard for sure um hmm i mean uh we can wrap it up if you're feeling like it we have like an hour and a half right or an hour yeah i think it was like two hours we started oh. at like 1 30 it's 3 30 over here oh yeah this shit is too long who's, who's gonna listen to it then no um, yeah we do like two hour episodes okay usually cool. we'll like cut it in half and do like put out the first half for free and then like the second half will be for paid listeners right okay we got to make that money you know right. so okay that makes sense well do you have anything else that you want to that you want to say or i think that's about it or I'm anything done. you want to plug Anything I want to plug? Yeah, um, if you're feeling so inclined, you can go listen to my record, Cult Survivor. It's out. Um, there's some other music out, some fun singles, if you're not familiar with my music. Oh, you, one, quick question. Were you ever in a cult? <laughs> Where does that name come from? Hmm, I will, I, I mean, like, I, I will be talking about this in, on record too so you know to find out the story on that you're gonna okay to okay that's exclusive information listen to the second record exactly okay 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 well all right well uh i guess we can wrap it up um go listen to your album thanks and mm -hmm. uh buy all of her shit <laughs> buy the actual record isn't that going to come out the actual record too like the vinyl actual record is also going to come out there are copies of cult survivor available you got to um, give me like a signed a signed version i totally will i totally okay will. cool yeah. <laughs> that'd be for sick sure. for sure um yeah i can give you a t-shirt we have t-shirts coming oh hell yeah yeah i'll rock that i'll be like one of your like models for your merch amazing i'm good looking enough okay um, thanks for having me thanks for having me no yeah thanks for coming on fun. <laughs> all right fun well uh let's journey. let's talk soon sounds good like, okay really keep in touch all right all right i'll, I'll talk to you later all right, all right. peace all right. Fuck the shit uh because when my coat come in they gotta use the scale that they weigh the whales with coffins on the jeep but god he made the prototype hope you get the picture but you just can't photo like turning niggas make it kicking down the door and we burning niggas naked the house costs a million sitting on the beach and the only thing i know with this furniture i'ma take it my bathtub lift up my walls do a 360 we got this shit that the government got talking money then you rubbing the spot real niggas say that they be wild on the Cayman Islands, on the yacht with our favorite albums. A bad hole in a plate of salmon, smoking and drinking. Nigga, is you thinking that our fate is valid? I love my nigga for the fact that he real, and nobody on the back of be square. What? And if you facing capital pun, pass me a gun, and I'ma give you time to run while I rapidly pill. Uh, me.